Today we would like to talk about how the media's use of fear affects us and what we can do about it. We have Michael Hotspur, the cross cultural coach, and Hiram Martin and Tommy Wayne, who is a business coach and achieve your dream to help shape some light on this topic. We are both dedicated to assisting anyone who has been caught up in the aftermath of social isolation. Fear is a strong human emotion and is there to protect us. The fear response is activated when we feel unsure or threatened, and this is usually automatic. Once the threat is sensed or perceived, we get the familiar fight, flight, or freeze response where our body readies itself to escape the perceived threat by one of the three responses. It will fight the threat, run away from the threat, or freeze and hope the threat goes away. It does this by adding powerful chemicals, adrenaline and cortisol, among others, to our bloodstream, and shutting down all the essential systems within our body. To the, re- to the media, readership, circulation, viewers and listeners determine what they can charge for their ads. So these are very important metrics to them. Newspapers and magazines aim for around 70% ads, 30% news, articles that are viewed, etc. in Australia. Commercial, commercial radio usually have 50 minutes, 15 minutes of ads per hour, and TV aim for around 20 to 25 minutes per hour. So you can see advertising is important to the media. The media is a business, big business, and they are there to maximise their profit and return on investment. Should anyone complain about the tactics, they pull out the old argument about freedom of the press. Mark Twain, in a speech entitled Licence of the Press, delivered in Hartford, Connecticut in March 1873, is reported as saying, That awful power, the public opinion of a nation, is created in America by a horde of ignorant, self-complacent simpletons who failed at ditching and shoemaking and fetched up in journalism on their way to the courthouse. I am personally acquainted with hundreds of journalists, and the opinion of the majority of them would not be worth tuppence to private. But when they speak in print... It is the newspaper that is talking. The pygmy scribe is not visible. And then their utterances shape the community like the thunders of prophecy. This one phrase concerns all sorts of tactics to sell their wares, including buying pictures from the paparazzi, making huge claims, often sensationalizing them true, but sometimes later retracted on page 7 and 8, and showing the most horrific pictures they can find. He, Mark Twain, bemoaned the fact that there are laws protecting media the press, but non protecting the people. The people from the press. His criticism of the journalistic profession, of which he himself was a member, was unsparing. According to an article in Psychology Today written by Deborah Sarani, uh, PSYD, and dated June 7, 2011, news is a money-making industry, one that doesn't always make the goal to report the facts accurately. Gone are the days of tuning in to be informed straightwor- straightforwardly 
about local and national issues. In truth, watching the news can be a psychologically risky pursuit which could undermine your mental and physical health. Fear-based news stories prey on the anxieties we all have and then hold us hostage. Being glued to the television, reading the paper, or surfing the internet increases ratings and market shares, but it also raises the, raises the probability of depression relapse. In previous decades, the journalistic mission was to report the news as it actually happened with fairness, balance, and integrity. However, capitalistic motives associated with journalism have forced much of today's television news to look to the spectacular, the stirring, and the controversial as news stories. It's no longer a race to break the story first or get the facts right. Instead, it's to acquire good ratings in order to get advertisers so that profits soar. News programming uses a hierarchy of it of if it bleeds, it leads. Fear-based news programming has two aims. The first is to grab the viewer's attention. In the news media, this is called the teaser. The second aim is to persuade the viewer that the solution for reducing the identified fear will be in the news story. If a teaser asks what's in your tap water that you need to know about, the viewer will likely tune in to get the up-to-date information to ensure safety. The success of fear-based news relies on presenting dramatic anecdotes in place of scientific evidence, promoting isolated events as trends, depicting categories of people as dangerous and replacing optimism with fatalistic thinking. News conglomerates who want to achieve this use media logic by tweaking the rhythm, grammar, and presentation format of news stories to elicit the greatest impact. Did you know that some news stations work with consultants who offer fear-based topics that are pre-scripted, outlined with point-of-view shots, and have experts at the ready? This practice is known as stunning, stunting, or just adding water reporting. Often these practices present misleading information and promote anxiety in the viewer. Another pattern in newscasts is that the breaking news story doesn't go beyond the surface level. The need to get the story to get the rating often draws the reporters to bypass thorough fact-checking. As the first story develops to a second limit in later reports, the reporter corrects the inaccuracies and missing elements. As the process of fact-finding continually changes, so does the news story. What journalists first reported with intense emotion or sensationalism is no longer accurate. What occurs psychologically for the viewer is a fragmented sense of knowing what's real, which sets off feelings of hopelessness and helplessness, experiences known to worsen depression. According to Wikipedia, on fear they stay. When we're afraid, a manipulator can talk us out of the truth we see right in front of us. Words become more than reality. By this, a manipulator is able to use our fear to manipulate us out of the truth and instead make us believe and trust in their truth. 
Politicians are notorious for using fear to manipulate the people into supporting their will. Through keywords and key phrases, such as it's for your safety or it's for the safety of this country. Bush, Blair and Howard use this tactic to get support to invade invade Ukraine. Trump used the same tactic to get support for his war at the USA. In an article entitled The Media's Obsession with Fear-Mongering, he said, They're sending people that have lots of problems. They're bringing those problems with them. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some I have seen are This type of rhetoric was designed to get people to fear Mexico. Trump realized he could use his power. His time on TV and in the media to spread fear. And if people fear Mexican, they will support his policy of building a wall at the border. Only wealthy people, usually the ruling class, gets access to the media and their view can easily be used to try and sway the general population of the world story in the media. According to the article, the US Literacy rate hasn't changed in 10 years. From the Huffington Post, a study conducted by the US Department of Education and the National Institute of Literacy found that 41% of the US population cannot read. 21% of adults read below a fifth grade level and 19% of high school graduates cannot read. This issue has not been brought up in the debate once and I have never heard it mentioned anywhere within the mainstream media, despite the fact that this appears to be a pretty large problem. One that will certainly deter our country from being able to create fair and good conditions for everyone. The fact of the matter is, however, that the ruling class largely determines what is shown and discussed in the media, and a 100% literacy rate does nothing to cement their status as the ruling class. In fact, if anything, it is likely in the interest of the ruling class that less people are literate, because it allows them to be manipulated much easier, and if large groups of people can be easily manipulated, it becomes easier for the ruling class to cement their social status. The more people that become educated, the more we will see a change in social structures, which is exactly what the ruling class would like to prevent. Just as Mark Twain said in 1873, the media is protected by law. Common people have no laws to protect them from what the media publishers publishes or presents. There are libel laws but they are expensive, long-winded, and hard to prove. The media has access to the best legal eagles and have the funds to defend and stall any action brought against them. Whereas there were once laws to limit media ownership, the same person couldn't have a newspaper, TV network, radio station, or magazine. Most are no longer there. Murdoch owns all four in several countries. This means the media owners can use all forms of media to further their views and can decide which political parties' views are published and presented. More than that, they can take aim at anyone, individual, 
company, institution, or government whose views do not align with their own, or who can't pay to have their views published. So much for free speech. Facebook and Google can take down any post by stating that the post is outside their policy and the writer has few avenues of appeal. Is this modern censorship? Newman have difficulty making rational decisions whilst they are in an emotional state. And once fear is activated, it's quite difficult to gain access to our rational mind. Think of mob violence or public panic. There is evidence that fear is contagious and that it easily passed from one human to another. The poem was published in The Conversation. Fear can spread from person to person faster than coronavirus. PM Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Due to the global reach and instantaneous nature of modern media, fear confidence spreads faster than the dangerous yet invisible virus. Watching or hearing someone else who's scared causes you to be frightened too, without necessarily even knowing what causes a person's fear. As a psychiatrist and researcher studying the brain mechanism of social regulation of emotion, I frequently see in clinical and experimental settings how powerful fear consultation can be. People have a strange relationship with this fear. They may feel something, but they feel compelled to see how other people have situation. Take aging from the Colosseum or public executions as examples. According to Dr. Donna Marks, the addiction to fear, the root, the root of all addictions, published forth of April 2020, with increased isolation and non-stop crisis-filled news cycles, the majority of our population is living in a self-imposed fear frenzy despite the suffering and long-term negative consequences. Boredom has set in, and the need to fill the void intensifies. Fear creates chemical release in the body that masks the void. It is at the root of most addictions. Fear is a natural, built-in emotion that warns us to respond to impending danger much different than self-imposed imaginative fear of the unknown. Some people get so ignited by the sensation, they become addicted and don't even realise it. The internal uneasiness creates the need for sedation. Study, staying glued to bad instead of good news, hurting to the grocery store, and obsessing about contracting illness are several ways people exacerbate their addiction to fear. The higher the anxiety, the greater the need to self-medicate with alcohol, drugs, smoking, bad food, online gambling, and porn. The list is endless. Fear-based decisions are rarely right. Just this week, news stations report a significant increase in food and alcohol purchases. It also tells us most deaths are those who are diabetic, obese, and have significant health issues. People also have a fear of missing out, and the media feed that fear too, uh, too, 
implying if we aren't informed, we are in grave danger. Being bombed by the Iraqis, the invaded, uh, the invading by the Mexicans, catching coronavirus, etc. People heed these messages and buy newspapers, watch TV news and current affairs shows, and listen to radio, podcasts, exactly what the media hope you will do. Some people are virtual slaves to these organizations. But how can we protect ourselves against this stream of fear-induced propaganda? I'm glad you asked. The simple answer is don't watch. Listen to or read what the media puts out as news. Alternatively, educate yourself about the tactics of the media and it won't have the same effect on you or use these useful tips. According to Emeritus Professor Cindy Gallois, M-A-P-S, the University of Queensland, and, pub- and published in, in Psych 2020, Volume 42, we will not get much help from the news media in this regard, so we need to make our voices heard through our own networks, including clients and students. We should read all news media critically. What does the story say? What emotional impression does it give? Is this accurate? And is it appropriate? Does it promote intergroup blaming and hostility? We need to be forthright about our own views, even if this means disagreeing with people around us. We have been flexible and inventive in offering our help to clients and students. Now we need to be communicators of calm. I've come the right key after I've become the power of the vast media, January 2, June 2, of 2020, one of the most effective is to get a handle on our negativity bias is to look at your situation objectively. Even in the worst of circumstances, we can find silver linings. We may need to hunt to find us in the silver lining, but more often than not, what we are truly mourning is a death in the way we thought our life would unfold. A mentally tough person believes they will survive their circumstances rather than believe their circumstances will change. Are you mentally tough? Whether it's a plot, TV, or newspaper, take time to read beyond the headline. Never forget that news is a money-making image, and negative headlines are meant to grab our attention. The days of Walt Conkite and straightforward news is history. Instead, news prey on our environment and then hold us hostage. Careful news stations and newspapers work with headline consultants and train their editors to pull together headlines that will induce fear. How to make it work for you? If you read the article from the end, you'll soon discover that the end the headline is often misleading or sensational. The, head, the headline highlights the most negative point in the story, so that the frightening fight is more fiction than fight. Choose truth media to update you on what buses from you rather than visual media. Because if you use it the likelihood that you'll be exposed to junk images instead of to squeeze out a few tears. And more than the way 
The first time I pulled the trigger on a shotgun at the FBI Academy, the recoil was so powerful that my right shoulder fell like some of the hippies had I didn't fall backwards, but I needed to regain my balance before. I lowered the muzzle and prepared for the next shot. Instinctively, I became prey of a weapon that could literally kick my butt. As I hesitated, my firearm instructions started shouting, Let him do it! Treat it like a lover! Hold it close and hold it tight! That day I learned something important about feet. To increase safety, move towards the throne. The more we get to know about it, the less power it has over. Fear left in darkness will continue to grow until you bring it into the light. Before you can master your fear, you must first acknowledge it. Rather than avoiding it, notice it and use it as a guide to sharpen focus and decision-making. Do not let fear generate generating by the media get out of control and become panic. A little fear keeps you on your toes. It keeps you from becoming complacent. It can be an excellent opportunity to develop courage, confidence, and discipline. Ask yourself, what can I learn from this? How much of my fear is coming from the media's need to generate sales? Lastly, don't watch the news late at night, especially within a couple hours of retiring. Your brain may rehash what you saw in, uh, saw in a nightmare. To sum up, this is what we have covered today. Readership, circulation, viewers and listeners are everything to the media. These numbers dictate what they can charge. For their overpriced ads, and most print media try to maintain that formula, 70% ads, 30% news, articles, interviews, etc. The media are there to make money, and they'll, they will use any means possible. If anyone complains, the media immediately uses the freedom of the press excuse. They use emotive headlines to try to drag you in, resist it at all costs. The content isn't always correct. They lead with a story like hundreds dead or missing, but as the story unfolds, the numbers get smaller and smaller. Unscrupulous leaders use the media to get support for their aspirations. Bush, Blair, Howard for the Iraq war and Trump to build his wall on the Mexican border. The ruling class gets access to the media and so can use their influence on the masses. There are no laws to keep the media honest, ethical, or in line. Whereas once there was laws to limit media ownership, the same person couldn't have a, t a newspaper, TV, network, radio station, a magazine, but most are no longer there. Murdoch owns all four in several countries. Humans have difficulty making rational decisions while, whilst emotional. Fear can be like a drug. We begin to need it. Humans have a strange compulsion to watch gory spectacles, gladiators, slaves, and Christians in ancient Rome, witches and criminals being burnt or hanged. Although people can be deeply disturbed by viewing such scenes, they feel compelled to do so. The media grooms them and feeds their fears every chance they get, which is quite often with the 24-7 news. Humans have a fear of missing out or feeling ignorant, and the media uses these too. It's like an addictive drug. You don't want to swallow it, but you feel forced to follow it. The antidote, don't watch it, read and listen. Don't watch it, read and listen to it. 
If you do, ask yourself, is this rational? How real is this? And anything else that allows you to at least temporarily disconnect from the emotion stimulus until you can look at what's being said in a rational way. Study the media and their tactics and how they try to control the masses. It's mind-boggling. But once you know, you aren't fooled anymore. Don't watch the news late at night, especially within a couple of hours of retiring. Your brain may rehash what you saw in a dream. Thanks, Michael. That sounds terrific. What great advice. Thanks for coming in to assist with how the media you fear to affects us and what we can do about it. You have really covered this subject well. It's my pleasure, John. Could you give your, our listeners your contact details? John. It's John, J-O-H-N, A-Y-D, dot net, dot A-U. And what about you? Could you give us our de- your details, please? You can find me at highmountainproducts.com. Okay. Well, thanks again, Michael. Bye. Bye, John.